Isn't that what we normally did? Used to do just freeball it. <laughs> I guess so, but I'm a little thrown off because we had a plan, and I want to know what Marty's opinion of the book is. Ah, uh, well, we could mention it well, just quickly. Well, yeah. Just I assume if we didn't, someone would yell at us. All right. Probably the librarian. Neil, go ahead. Why aren't we doing the book club this week? Okay, we're not doing the book club this week, everybody, because of me. Don't make it truthful. Because of me. No, that is the truth, right? Oh, we don't want, we don't the, want truth. the truth. Look, it's because of it's we decide... fault. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, they wanted it always to, is. It always is. In this case, they 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 wanted the truth, money. All right, fine. It's yeah. it's my fault. Yes, it's my fault. What? No, no, we don't have to point fingers here. Yeah, that's not point all right. Fingers. There's entire there's an entire world out there that we can point the finger at. But really, all it comes down to is we wanted to give our listeners the opportunity to finish the book, so that we have more discussion. Nice save. Um, and that's exactly <laughs> what happened. <laughs> definitely wasn't any of the uh, previous mentioned comments. So this week, no book club. Books are banned. Woo! No plans. I bur- plans are banned. I burned mine. Your book? Yeah, I burned it. <laughs> Tis the time. Uh, no, here's what we're going to talk about this week. Uh, Hebristophilia. What? What is that exactly? Neil, didn't you say you're watching Night Stalker? I did start watching it, but I only got actually about 10 minutes into the episode until my wife came down and we switched to watching The Crown. Because she wow, she didn't want to, so we can't even talk about that. Yeah, she she didn't want to watch it um, as much. I guess she was alive in in the US when it was going on. Um, I'd never heard of him before, so I was I, I will watch it. But well, I haven't seen it either. Um, but I was looking it up because you had mentioned it, and then my girlfriend watched it, and then I was looking it up, and I came across something in Wikipedia, and I don't know. I guess that's not the topic for tonight. Okay. So well, we might want to define again. it for Yeah, can you still tell us what it, yeah. what it is? Oh, yeah. No, no. Here's <laughs> what it is. All right. Marty, what you need to do is you need to perform a murderous act, and then girls will be into you. Hmm. It's a paraphilia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed a known crime, such as rape or murder. Mm. Also called Bonnie and Clyde. Which is exactly what I said in less words. (laughs) I'm going to go with no. Okay, well, it was just an <laughs> so, idea. Uh, but okay, is that um, I, I haven't seen the show? But did 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 this guy have that, or did is this the, Appar- the apparently? Night yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. No. Apparently, like, there's you know, once he was put on trial, convicted, went to prison, like he got all this fan mail, and I was thinking about it because like it's not the first time you've heard of it. No. It's and I was like, I wonder what that's called. And that's what it's called. Uh, and Okay, yeah. I will say this. Go on. Uh, should I say this? He has fun hair. <laughs> he has fun hair. Oh, no. <laughs> we found one. Everybody, he, we found one. Like, we he, found went one. Full, he went full Satanist during the trial, which I think 
was very interesting to people. Wow. I, so the statistic is one in four. <laughs> we found one. I'm not going to write him a letter. <laughs> well, he's dead now. Oh, oh well, is he dead I'm now? I'm not going to write anybody a letter. So um, while we're on the topic of serial, <laughs> serial killers, Yay! I one thing that I did sort of think about as I started to watch it, because... A few for the entire ten minutes. Yeah, but a few weeks ago, I watched that other one um, about the Ripper, right? The the Yorkshire Ripper. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I think we mentioned it on the previous podcast. And I'm watching this one, and I was sitting there, and I was thinking, you don't really hear about serial killers anymore. So, which led me to think, are they, um, are they just not out there anymore as as forensic crime and police cut it off, or is it just not newsworthy anymore? Or do they have to get to a certain uh, quantity nowadays for it to become worthwhile. So I went, I mean, go ahead and answer if you already know, and I'll, then I'll tell you what I discovered after I Googled it. Well, okay. I do think that, I mean, serial killers means you have to kill at least three people, so that's mm-hmm. that. And then, like, the 70s and stuff, when the Night Stalker was going on, and, like, um the East Area Rapist and all of that was before the DNA technology. And so a lot of people came out of that like time period committing crimes that we found out about later. I don't think, I think it'd be very hard to be a serial killer now, just because I think you might get caught before the third murder, especially because of DNA, if you leave any evidence behind or something. Okay. Or on the other hand, there's thousands of them and we haven't caught them yet. Now we'll go for your first answer. <laughs> what, Andrew, Mally? Uh, I'm just going to say it's not newsworthy anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that. I think they really aren't. I, I doubt it, but I just have to give a different answer, Hannah. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Are you going to elaborate more? Any. Oh, that's because <laughs> I don't want to cut the you librarian off. likes one-word answers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any thoughts, Marty? Uh, I don't want to cut Andrew off. I want to make sure Andrew uh, is complete in his thought process. That is my complete thought process. If you are expecting more from this brain, <laughs> you are severely mistaken. I'm also right. going to throw out there's a lot more video surveillance. There's a lot more Data Hannah, you can't take all this the is making answers. it easier to catch <laughs> to catch people before they get up into the twenties or something. Right, right, right. Um, okay, I'm gonna. I mean, it's kind of weird we're talking about this because, like, I did watch Hannibal, where they were, <laughs> were, were doing the profile and everything and all of that. But um, I'm gonna agree that there isn't uh, as prolific serial killers now, or as much as Law and Order would have you believe or CSI or other crime shows would have you believe that all of this is just rampant. Um, it's undoubtedly there, but you got to think like what, how many years ago was the DC sniper where that was a huge, early 2000s. And like, I can't think of another one like really since then that's well, been we like, have- now instead of serial killers is we have mass killings like mm, true. the uh, theater in denver columbine like all of that stuff where but they- the, the psychological need to do that though 
is totally different, right? It's totally different. So it's not I like the so. population has um, evolved or or devolved, whatever has has changed mentally. I th- there's still serial killer types out there yeah. who wouldn't revert to. I don't think would necessarily revert to mass shootings as a as a as a fill in on a Sunday. You know what I mean? I don't think they yeah. would either because it wouldn't scratch that weird itch that they have. Right. So anyway, I found out that actually there are still a lot of serial killers out there. There's actually a bunch on like the most wanted list that have killed like 10 plus, basically. Um, but it just doesn't... When were they active? When were they active? No, they're active now. These are currently active. Like, like I mean, like, what were their kills in the 80s? 90s are they more recent no i think, like, I think they're relative, I relatively recent i mean obviously it varies but there's more than you would think and i think it's just that unless it's a because most serial killers i think operate locally right so when it goes globally like if a serial killer operate i mean i was just thinking about it and i agree with what hannah said i read there's, there's thousands of serial killers i think who just they just don't know you know connecting if you were like a someone traveling around the world traveling to lots of places, connecting the dots would be a lot harder. It's also true that I think they're better at catching. Obviously, that's that's probably a given. But as whereas the police get better, so the criminals get better. Like you, like you just said, Hannah, if you were to do it, you would know not to leave. You know, we've all seen Dexter. We all know what to do. So... Oh yeah, I haven't, seen I, I, I haven't, seen I haven't either. But oh I'm, my god, enough true crime. <laughs> Appar- apparently, it's being revived. <laughs> yes, I heard that too. Which, which uh, did we discuss this before? Because Dexter is literally the, at least in any show I've ever seen in, in my entire life, the worst ending to ever be, ever, ever on a show ever. So bad, Did- it was good. Like so, so terribly bad, it was actually laugh out loud hilarious. After eight seasons of watching that fucking thing, they did that to people, and it was just fantastic. So you're gonna call I, it worse than I haven't Game heard of like yes, worse than what? Based on what I know, what it is, Game worse of than Game of Thrones. Oh my god, a hundred times worse. I mean, Game of Thrones wrapped it up. Game whatever. of Thrones stuck to the general world they had created. Dexter, I don't know what happened, man. They someone. I think an intern spliced in a, a different ending that had, you know, po- post-production <laughs> that hadn't actually been authorized. <laughs> and then it aired. <laughs> no, like I did hear about the the in series finale for Dexter. And I was like, all right, I won't waste my time with that. Well, one. no, the, here's the thing. It was a great show still. And the ending, it's not the kind of show that the ending really mattered that much, to be honest with you. It's okay, still very watchable. On. I'm... I'm okay with the ending being ruined. Yeah. Marty, are you okay? Yeah. Because I have no idea what he's talking about. It's going to save me watching it. Okay, spoilers <laughs> for our listeners in the next two minutes. If you had any plan of watching Dexter. Just well, it's not ahead. Gonna, it's not going to be the ending. It's going to be the ending of the last season before the next one comes out. So, But are they reviving it as a, as a chronological continuation of the previous Hold season? On, Neil. You're getting off track here. What happened? Oh, so yeah, <laughs> but if you haven't seen it, it doesn't have much power. But basically, you know, all oh. the whole thing about Dexter was, you know, he had to kill people. So his dad, his father from a young age realized that he had this like, you know, mental mental illness and he had to murder people. So he, so his solution to that as a cop, 
and loving him, right, was to teach him how to kill people without getting caught and only do it when he needed to and only kill and track, uh, you know, like he's basically a vigilante serial killer, right? Killing people that are, you know, up to no good, etc. Criminals and other things like that. So the whole eight seasons mm-hmm. is him executing on this and always getting that close in and his sister always nearly finding out, you know, that kind of thing. And um, you're always like, is he going to get caught? Is he going to get caught? And every season, you know, someone's on to him. Like there's an episode, like one of the seasons, it was Jimmy Smith's. Another one, it was John Lothgow was the was another killer person. So there's all he always had an arch enemy in each season, which made the show a really good show. Um, but at the very, very end of the show, they just decided randomly that he would go out in a boat. Uh, it is set in Florida. There was a storm. His boat capsized in the craziest storm you've ever seen, like terrible CG, totally capsized. And you're like, oh, that's how they ended it. Dexter's dead. That kind of sucks. And then it cuts to a forest and a bunch of guys and a hut. And some guy walks in after doing his lumberjacking and sits down. And it's Dexter who had somehow survived this boat disaster and ran away to become a lumberjack. And that was it. End of show. And it was very strange, really. Didn't really, didn't really work. So, yeah. But if they're continuing the show, that must mean that he's coming out of his lumberjacking, new lumberjacking career. Because it makes no sense, not only that, but even if you think, you know, if you want to like entertain it and believe the whole thing, it's like, now what's he going to do? Because he still has that need to kill. So what's he going to do? His, kill his fellow lumberjacks? Or... Kill all the lumberjacks. <laughs> it's like, what the, what the oh. hell? And he had this big beard because, you know, he obviously didn't have that in the show. This big lumberjack beard. It was like a sketch from Monty Python, I tell you. It was great. I, I mean, not to spoil another show, but that's kind of the ending of Hannibal. Okay. <laughs> 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 just watch. What? Okay. That's disappointing. <laughs> okay. Um, Fine. Because in that one, um, it's like the where they are is the book Red Dragon, and so it's Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter, and um, the the dragon person Francis uh, Dolleride or whatever his name is is on his way to to confront. Will Graham at his house and all this stuff, but then they Lecter helps him escape and goes like to this place and they have this confrontation and they end up um, surviving. And then Will Graham and Hannibal Lecter, they goes, well, they have this conversation and then Will jumps and pulls Hannibal off a cliff with him. That's like Sherlock. And yeah, they, that's like, like Sherlock, right? Yeah. That's it. And the camera like pans down and you don't like see anything. And then later on, there's another character, which happens at a point in the story. Um, you know, she's sitting at a table, like ready to eat because Hannibal, the cannibal, right? And starts to pull out um, of, of the table and the scene. And you look and she's missing a leg just like a character previously in the, in the um, series as in like Hannibal has prepared her leg to feed it oh, to God. her. And so like, so she's not at a restaurant. She's 
at a home, but it's like okay. it's set up that Hannibal can return. Like, well, that he he's not go with Sherlock, you know. So, like, they leave you on a literal cliffhanger, but then your protagonist or antagonist, whatever Hannibal is in this case, survives. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't at the end of Hannibal or of Sherlock, though. That was at that. Well, that was the end of one season going into another season, right? It wasn't the series finale. I was talking more about the books, but yeah, I guess yeah. he did also jump off the hall. Uh, Rorschach Falls or whatever. I can't write. I don't know. Something or other. Right, right. Something falls. Starts with an R. Something Rorschach's falls. Moriarty was there. Yeah. Sure, like basically grabbed Moriarty and they, they jumped off a cliff. So it's kind of the same thing. Um. Anyway. But it was great. I mean, I, I enjoyed Sherlock. I I haven't watched more seasons. I've only watched the three seasons. So have I, and I think I'm going to keep it that way. It's not like House of Cards. <laughs> I'm kidding. That got way bad after like season Well, now season I can't watch two. House of Cards like ever again. Yeah. But... Or anything with Kevin Spacey in it. Anywho, back to serial murders and Dexter. and. I mean, we started with real life examples of the Bristophilia, and then we went to TV as well, we Charles Manson, as we normally do. Charles, <laughs> Charles Manson, he got married in in jail. Oh, all of these, all these guys, the ones that have had the big publicized trials, definitely had women writing to them. Stephen Avery from think- Making a Murderer, he's been engaged or married while in jail too. So, here's a fun fact yeah. about Charles Manson. Ah, there was this other woman that came in towards the end of his life. She wanted to marry him so that she could, when he died, her body would be given to her as like next of kin. And then they would have taxidermied him and took him on a tour. But Charlie Manson did not marry her. So we're not, we're never going to see uh, Charlie Manson's body on a tour. <laughs> Is that a fun fact? That's pretty good. I have a fun fact about <laughs> Charles Manson. My wife's great, great grandfather <laughs> was on Manson's list because Manson had a list um, of about 15 individuals that he was going for and he my wife's great-grandfather was was on it why that sounds like a because, awful Santa Claus because he um, her great-grandfather was a, a very very um, wealthy pork he, he had basically cornered like the entire US pork market it was one of the richest people in America and I guess Manson was going after big corporate and, you know, capitalist um, types. Oh, like the murders that they actually did, though, were super haphazard. Yeah, I know, right? But he, yeah, he had this list that had all these people on it. Um, lots of famous people, too. Not just her, my wife's great-grandfather, who wasn't famous at all. Um, <laughs> pork lord. Yeah, <laughs> pork lord. <laughs> That's a great name. Again, ties back to Hannibal. <laughs> Um, that is crazy. Like, it's pretty wild. But I don't know. I, I, can we get anywhere with this kind of conversation? Maybe it was. I, it's, I can talk it's about kind it of day, a dead but... end. Oh, <sighs> that's real bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, Marty. I mean, you so can, you're talking about like big publicized somewhere. cases. Like, is it is it the fact that it's a big publicized case, or is it actual? attraction to someone that does something so heinous right that's what my wife had said too she was i think it's probably a 50 50 it's a bit of both it's a bit of both because not no it is or it isn't that doesn't help me at all no 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 no. because not all. i think what i think it is it's quality or quantity 
it's in the serial killer world. So it's half quality, half quantity. You gotta, <laughs> you've either got to kill more than histo- some historical record, right, and break the records because that'll hit the news. Oh, so Gary Ridgway. They killed fifty-five people or whatever it was. You know, like that's that's too low. That's low the, nowadays because of all the doctor stuff that they've had, which has really rocketed. Those don't always count. They though, they kind of like. do count them, but I'm not sure if they should. But anyway, it's either that or it's got to be some nasty, heinous thing that they're doing that really makes people just go, oh. But at the same time, I think what makes people go, oh, is in today's day and age, it significantly has to be way worse than than what it was 35 years ago, 40 years ago. So it doesn't really get people's imagination like it used to. I'm not, I'm not talking about the imagination or people being fixated on those cases. I'm talking about the people that are attracted to these people. Oh, let's go back to this though. I don't know. Gary Ridgway killed at least seventy-one people, so we need to kill more than fifty if you want to get on this. Uh... Did he kill them? That he was not a doctor. That guy. No, no, no. He was an idiot. But <laughs> well, he got the record. He can't have been that much of an idiot. Um. Well, no, because another <laughs> reason that he killed a lot of sex workers, and it was the seventies, and so okay. the whole concept of the less dead. A lot of black sex workers, which like the mm. police department really did not give a shit about in the seventies, sure. or, or they're like, oh, you know, your you, your sex worker went away. Well, that, so that's what they do. They're very transient, and so they never really look into it. Right. And I'd like to think it's a little bit better now, but I have no idea. Um, yeah, I wouldn't bank on it. <laughs> well, what, what's the saying? Women, women love a little bit of a bad boy. Nothing's badder than somebody that could potentially kill you. It's not a little bit of a bad boy at that point, is it? It's oh, a lot of I bad boy. That I uh, that element thinking. of danger. See, I'm not this because the saying that I was thinking of is men are afraid that women will laugh at them and women are afraid that men will kill them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or somehow assault them. Sounds bad, right? And then on the other side, for like people that like. Serial killers is what I, I mean. I really think it probably is 50-50. Some of them probably do have whatever you called it. A perversion of some kind. But some of them just want to be in the spotlight too. And this is a one way to get attention, no matter whether yeah, it's positive or like negative. Yeah. Stuffing their dead body and taking it on tour. I'm so bummed that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Let's explore um, that. I would have gotten to that in a heartbeat. But you would have just seen a stuffed dead body. Like, what else could you possibly gather from that experience? The the experience of doing it. Hannah, I know you've taken cadaver lab or whatever. Like, you've seen dead bodies before. I haven't actually taken a human cadaver lab, but I definitely peeped human cadavers. So, I've seen it. Peeped. (laughs) Kind of sneaking in there with a... When I was getting my master's degree over the summer, I was at the Marine Station. And one of the classes they taught was human anatomy. And so they had cadavers for that. And I would just kind of pop in and watch them for a little bit before I would go to my own yeah. lab. I thought you took that, that class. Research. This is like every one of the of the our, of our friends that did that. I, I could have sworn they took that class. And you're telling me you're the only one that didn't? I took anatomy and physiology as well, but I took it on the main campus where we had cats, not cadavers. I just have a vision of Hannah sneaking into a room full of people standing around a body going, I, I, excuse me, I think I, I left my sandwich over there. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> I was in a neurobiology class, so we actually did get to dissect out the brain of one of them. 
Mm. I'm anyway. out. Delish. Oh. The brain's like the least gross part. Yeah, the brain's probably really boring to look at, isn't it? It's super boring yeah. to look at. Like, yeah. it's there's nothing interesting there. And it's not as smelly as, like, the intestines or something. And it's not as personal as, like... Because I've heard, like, if you're doing the... Uh, if you're doing the cadaver dissections, you either cover the face or you do the face right away to take away the personality. Mm-hmm. And like if they have like painted toenails or something that can really bring you out of a dissection because you're just like all of a sudden hit with the idea that these were real people. Marty looks really grossed out. <laughs> Marty's face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like in my element right now. This is, but uh... <laughs> I'm, I'm so not. I'm... I'm... Ugh. I mean, I did it with cats, and I taught it to students. I hate doing dumb cats, but, I mean, I see why you have to do it. I will say, after I'm finished with this PhD, I'm never going to work with animals again, though. I don't want to. I can't anymore. What are you going to do, then? Neil? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you don't sorry. Have a or something? Bad question. That is way personal. <laughs> Bad question. <laughs> I'm thinking about transitioning either into plant microbiology so like go work for a big ag company or marine microbiology just because that's super cool isn't that also with animals what marine microbiology isn't that also with animals not if you're studying the microbes oh okay and i don't count like the sea cucumber that i did my master's i don't really count that as an animal plants have feelings too hannah i'm like anything that has a, a backbone i don't want to work with anymore so I guess I could do insects, but they're kind of boring. Hey, guys, we don't have a backbone. She wants to work with us still. <laughs> yeah. Yay. <laughs> so thoughtful. <laughs> I'm so generous. Ah, see, I, uh, this topic, or do we have more to say? I don't have much more to say about this. Well, I, actually, you know, we could we could go on forever, couldn't we? Really, let's be honest. <laughs> we really can. Um, we don't. But yeah, it's not but, a true crime podcast. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what kind of podcast this is. It's a podcast that is like a different kind of podcast every week. So this is our true crime flavored episode and we'll do a book club flavored episode next week and whatever i feel like i don't even think this is true crime this is morbid Mm, true crime is morbid yeah it is muddy true crime is morbid don't forget (laughs) (laughs) sorry neil i cut you off already say nothing i was just gonna say be quiet muddy be quiet on this audio platform like hannah said I mean, is is there anything that happened the past seven days that was particularly noteworthy for anyone here? I will say I've come to a very disappointing conclusion based <laughs> on the last two days or so that I started uh, trying... What? A conclusion on what? On that I am going to have to give up coffee. And I'm going to be Wait, tired what? all the time. No, you do not have to give up coffee. I have to. No, you don't. Okay, walk us through this. Walk us through this, and we'll walk you out oh, the other side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Push you out the other side. Have any of you guys been on, like, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication? Mm, so no, I, I'm I haven't. I just... I talk about no, brain zaps. I, I just you know started. I, mean? I just started yeah. anti-depression medication. Super excited. Okay, 
We'll do it consistently or, <laughs> or you'll get the brain zaps. What? And, uh, what? What is that? It's just like I uh, I didn't get my prescription refilled. I had to go a weekend without it. And it was like I could like feel electricity crackling in my brain. That sounds really scary. It's how I would describe scary. it. Scary. Oh, it was terrible and it hurt a lot. Doesn't that make you want to get off it completely? I mean, yeah, it does. But at this point, if I went off it completely... I would go in my bed and never come out and quit the podcast and quit my PhD and whatever. So oh, I always thought that um, antidepressant medication for some people was was more of a bridge to, like it doesn't necessarily have to be a permanent medication for many I think people. For me, I'll probably be on some sort of medication mm. for the rest of my life because I have the combination depression and anxiety. And when I'm off my medication, my panic attacks are fucking fierce. And like, mm. so I can't live my life unless I have this medication right. that kind of calms down the brain a little bit. And so but, so uh, coffee is interfering with the, with the chemicals? Well, because I am changing my meds right now too. And so the coffee, I don't even drink that much coffee. But when I do, like, it just makes my head, like, I just get super jittery. I get super sick feels like there's a bunch of static going on and i'm just it's not it's not working so i'm gonna cut out coffee now and can you drink tea i can drink tea actually so tea's fine because tea's got plenty of caffeine yeah i don't know what the difference is between tea and coffee but i can't metabolize coffee very well one's leaves and one's beans because I've always been sensitive to caffeine, and I could only drink one cup of coffee a day max anyway. I'm a botanist. I know. Oh, you want to talk more about uh, fruits and vegetables or whatever that thing was you brought up once? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't want to get mad. Dicots? No, I mean, Han, if you got to cut coffee out, like, I'm super sad for you. Um, but at the same time, you got to do what you got to do to be in the right headspace and be yeah. all right. So... Um, you know, um, and Neil loves tea, so you have a tea buddy. Actually, I love tea too. I have a lot of tea. And yeah, so Neil- so coffee and tea for me, because of COVID, I've given up coffee because I drink a lot of coffee, but I just drink work coffee. So I'd usually have three or four coffees a day, work, but I don't make coffee at home. And I've never really bothered to get like a nice coffee maker thing. And I'm not a big fan of like just crappy instant coffee or whatever. So instead, my tea consumption has gone up by the amount of coffee consumption. So now I'll drink about five cups of tea in the first like two hours of the day. Oh my God. And then um, depending if I'm in a good frame of mind or a bad frame of mind, that might go up a little higher for the next hour or so but i usually try not to drink caffeine after midday so i'm pretty good at that at least but yeah so i'll be your tea buddy because i'm drinking tea a lot now in covid nice and you have a tea subscription right no like a service i thought you had a tea service i do i just canceled almost all my subscriptions today but i still have the like i know all my favorite teas so when i drink them all up i can buy more from the company but the tea subscription was nice because I never did, I never did loose leaf tea before. I was just buying the bags, and the subscription would send both. So I've gotten used to loose leaf. That's it. Mm. I just drink PG Tips. I'm British. 
<laughs> I like to I like to try it all. <laughs> we don't mess with anything else. Do you boil your water like in a teapot, or are you like the instant like or instant? Changed my life. That did literally changed my life. If in fact, if it wasn't for the instant, I'd probably only drink one cup of tea a day. Because I can't be doing with that shit, fucking boiling the kettle and waiting for like 10 minutes for that thing to go. Or on the stove. Like, especially in America, they don't, like, it's usually stovetop kettles, not electric kettles, right? Because mm-hmm. in, in England, thought... you still have electric I know you have there. them, but it's like, if you go somewhere, like, usually, like, people who do it, do it on the stove, which is That's how I was fine. doing it for Whatever. a long time. It does take more time. So I got an electric kettle like six months ago because I was drinking a lot of tea. And it's great. Highly suggest. Mm. Buy a Zojirushu. Instant hot water. Perfect. Oh. Little okay. hot water uh, dispenser. It's called a Zojirushu. It's an Asian, like, um, my wife's family got me into it because apparently, now I know this, every Asian family has one of these. And it's just a... One of those things, just it's like a water cooler, but it just sits there. It always stays at what two hundred eight, two hundred eight degrees, and then you just and it uses virtually zero electricity. So to make a hot cup of tea or coffee, just press the button and hit it, and it's it's good to go. You can use it for other stuff like cup of noodles. Kids, it's great for the kids because you just say, "Dad, I need lunch," and you're busy. It's like get yourself a cup of noodle. They they're capable. They can press a button and get a fork. All right, so now Just. now it is it's cream in the tea or is it milk? What it's milk? What is it's milk? It's milk, not yeah. cream. I normally don't put anything in my tea because I don't drink enough milk. It goes bad in my fridge, so I don't really ever buy milk. I only get milk if I'm using it for a recipe, and then I have to find something to do with the rest of the milk. <laughs> and my go to so chocolate is a good thing to do. Is usually. <laughs> Oreos. I was gonna say cookies or chocolate is the other is what you can do. It's cookies. Yeah. Mac and cheese, man. Oh. Mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is good too. Yeah. I know that's why I can never make when I have my craft mac and cheese craving. I never have milk at home, so I can never satisfy that craving. You know, uh, just get the box stuff. Come on, they have craft mac and cheese. They have small cartons of milk. I know, but I would have to go to the store. And I don't want to. I don't know what to say. Like I'm, 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 I'm aghast at this whole situation because we use milk as if, if I had three cows, I wouldn't have enough milk to go around in a week. It's like I'm constantly having to go get milk. Partly it's children because they'll just go get. Yeah. They'll fill up a bowl of cereal with milk, and there they, you know how young people do things with such abandon. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is with milk. It's like milk and cereal, and it's they're so happy to be doing it for themselves. They're like, just hoist that milk over, fill that thing up to the fucking brim that they can barely carry it without spilling it. Eat about three mouthfuls and leave. Just fuck off, and then I'll I'll discover this thing two hours later, all sucked into the cereal, all sucked into the brand or whatever, right? And then you put it on the side. You leave it a couple more hours. Now it sticks to the sticks to the ceramic. And of course, all I want is a cup of tea. And I go to the fridge, and there's no fucking milk left because they 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 used it all. So it's great great times. But yeah, yeah you gotta have milk. Was... You gotta have milk. 
protein. It's Why? it's a good meal replacement. If you're in a, I don't want to just drink a glass of. Hey, milk. it's got pr- it's got fat and protein in it. It's perfectly decent. I can eat nuts and beans and meat. Okay, hey, milk milk's <laughs> good. Like, oh, I don't like milk very much mm. either. I mean, it does taste better if you flavor it and you know put chocolate in it or strawberry or something. That, yeah, that applies to a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But even if you don't get a cookie, get yourself a cookie, and milk's pretty taste. Milk's pretty good. Oh, we're losing Andrew. Oh, Andrew's like fuck this. I know. Is he angry? You know I that? don't even know why I do this podcast anymore. Oh. So. What do you think about milk, Marty? <laughs> um, I'm a one percenter when I have it. Oh, for God's sakes! Oh, see, I'm a two percenter. You're all the worst. You're what are you, a whole fat? You need to be full fat. What's going on, guys? You've got to live your life full fat. No. I mean, for the amount of <laughs> yes. milk that I drink, I guess full fat would be fine for me. It's just my parents always bought 2%, so I bought 2%. Yeah. Uh, well, with divorced house growing up, my mom always bought 2% for my brother at the house. And then when I go to my dad's house, they always bought 1%. And I always like the taste of 1% better. So that's why I've gone to 1%. I've had 2%. I've had 1%. I like 1% better. So. Oh, now we lost Neil. Oh, we're uh, just a uh, merry-go-round of people leaving. <laughs> Neil's done with the milk the sign conversation. It's a quality podcast when even the, the, host the hosts can't stay. I just want Neil to bring back like a big glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> Are we... <laughs> Are we downing our drinks? Is that what's going on? Mm-mm. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> My brain has just kind of stopped feeling like static. I'm not going to drink a pound of beer. You should. Oh, are we done with milk now? Because I had one last comment on milk. <laughs> no, go for it. At least, listen, guys, 1%, 2%, full fat, whatever. At least you didn't have to grow up. Even partially, like I did, having to drink fucking goat's milk. Because that shit is oh, disgusting. I had to drink goatee. I had to drink that shit on a Saturday and a Sunday because my stepmother who went to stay with him was lactose intolerant. We had to eat goat's cheese and goat's milk. Goat's milk's disgusting. Goat's cheese is fine. I don't fine. mind goat, goat cheese. Goat cheese is pretty good. Goat's cheese is fine, yeah, yeah. Have you ever had powdered milk? That shit's the worst. Ugh. Ugh. Dehydrated milk? We have it in labs sometimes as a reagent, but I always look at it and just be like, ugh. (laughs) Yeah, powdered milk. I remember that growing up. That was weird. It's rough. Isn't that like, is powdered milk and, because what, baby formula, right? Baby formula was originally invented or created by like Nestle, I think. And then they said that... um, they lied and said that it was more nutritious than actual mm-hmm. than actual milk, and then for generations or you know for for one or two decades, especially in poorer countries because they sold it cheap, right? And it was cheaper to buy than milk. And then they made them think that oh, not only is it cheaper, but it's actually better. And then they were like, you know, it, it was and it's it was a, not. it was a scam, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah, they got in trouble. So Nestle, like such an evil company. A company that I'm not going to get into how to feed your children, but breast milk is best if you can do it. Right. But. Yeah, because that's what they would say. They say it's better than breast milk, and you don't even have to buy breast milk, right? Why would you give a baby formula if you can give it breast milk? Then you should give it breast milk. 
Because it limits the amount of beer you can drink? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. My mum drank plenty of beer and I turned out perfectly fine. Thank you, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) I think, too, like, baby formula is not cheap anymore. And at least here, it's all behind a lock and key. What, the the baby formula? Oh, baby formula is, yeah, because people steal that shit. Which is, I think, ridiculous. Well, I mean, it's more of a... That's just a sign of... Of the society, isn't it? It's a sign of we don't fucking care if you can feed your kids or not. But. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that. I would say it's a sign that we're the society is. Unfortunately, there are a lot of mothers that can't afford to feed their kids. So what are they going to do? They're going to steal, which one well, is understandable, I would say. But the yeah. supermarkets are not just going to leave it out there for them to come and steal at the same time, right? So it's like it's a it's a sign of of. Of a, of a societal issue, I guess. Yeah, let's. And I assume it's not as cheap anymore as it was when it was being marketed. No, it's, it's probably like countries. way more expensive now. That's the best part, right? It's pro- I don't even know, to be honest. It's with the you. same fucking thing. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I want to give Andy an opportunity to talk. I've been trying. No, I have, I have nothing else to say today. <laughs> oh, he's mad. Andrew's mad. He's mad. <laughs> So, no, I'm not mad. I, just, I already I used all my big guns early on by saying a big word. You did say a big word. I, <laughs> uh, what did you say? I used. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> it's all downhill from there. Okay, we're we're gonna no, get um, we're gonna get Andrew back in this podcast. Andy, you you know I have been looking at motorcycles more. We're not going to talk about that here, Marty. <laughs> Back to my. Hold on a minute. I tried. No, I, tried. I have a quick no, question. Tried. Uh, this is the economics of the podcast right now. Okay, you're 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 going to try to bring me back in, so you gain one person, but you're going to lose two others, and then it's just going to be a two person podcast. It's a hard left turn, Marty. Although I do want to ask one question to everyone: <laughs> Have you guys seen the movie Milk with Sean Penn? Uh uh-uh. uh The one like. Awards and stuff. I've always wanted to watch it. No. The reason I bring it out is this: I'm trying to. I'm weaving. This is this is such a this is such a nice smooth transition because um, he was in that <laughs> he was in that recent Netflix movie, um, The Professor and the Madman. The Madman. And is that the book we were supposed it's to? It's it. No, it's a Netflix movie with Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, and it's about the. Um, that how the Oxford English Dictionary was... Um, That's totally a book suggestion from the library. Pro- librarian. No, it's didn't not, she suggest it's not that? A, it's not a book. It's a, it's a movie. Didn't she suggest I, that? No, it's a book and they made it into a movie. Did they make it? I didn't know it was a book. Okay, never mind then. It was I didn't one know of, it was on Netflix. It was, yes. That was one of her suggestions. No, you should watch it. It's new. It's only just out. It's a couple hours long. And I don't know if... A lot of people are really hot, like really hate Mel Gibson for some reason. Whatever. He's kind of a rough life, <laughs> He to is. Be I mean, people... I, I'm not one of those people that cares about what an actor's personal life is. I mean, if they're killing people, fine. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if they want to believe in Scientology, believe in Scientology. Whatever. Um, I'm not sure if that's Mel Gibson's problem, but no, I just don't want my actors to be assaulting or raping people. I did because killing's fine. Because then you're yeah. gonna lo- you want to marry them. No, I don't have this uh, paraphilia. <laughs> one in four, Hannah. One in four. So which one of you is it? You. Uh, 
writing letters to serial killers. You. There's not that you many like female his serial hair. killers. You like, yeah, we've already yeah. established. We established you already think he had well, fun. Well, he's dead and liked his hair in the 70s. Fun hair. You fun do hair. have a thing for hairy things. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> I have no correspondence with any inmate of any kind. Yet. Disclaimer. However, if you were to apply to become a contestant on 60 Days Later, that could change. (laughs) I would never. (laughs) No, not 60 Days Later. 60 Days In. Or 60 Days In. That one. Yeah, Marty wouldn't even watch it if I was on it. Oh, he would. Uh, In two days. At that point, just to make sure. (laughs) In one day. In one day. In one day. Just to make sure nothing happened to I you. I hate this I would... show so much. I'm going to watch all the episodes in a row. Hey, it was over two days. Thank you very much. And they were and... only they were only 40 minutes in. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that long. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Interesting. So do we have anything else to talk about? Or shall I come up with some topics that I write down? Go for it. Let's do that. That sounds (laughs) like a fun adventure. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is... Direct them uh, at Andrew. (laughs) Okay. It's not... Again, none of this is exciting. I'm not not (laughs) even trying to sell that. I'm not trying to say that this is noteworthy, as Andrew, I think, put it earlier. Uh, But um, I think I mentioned that we bought a telescope for Christmas for my son. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've been using it more, and by we, I mean me and my wife, not my son. Um, mm-hmm. And we're super getting into it. And uh, That's the true goal of a gift right there. You know, it's really working out. Like, I'm very pleased with how it's, how it's playing out. Um, so my wife, she, she's always been, you know, she's a photographer, so she's been trying to figure out how to take photos with it. Um, but it's just a really fascinating thing. Like, I would say to anyone listening... If you're bored and you have any kind of like interest in in astronomy or nerdy space stuff, it's such a cool thing. Like I, I, I can't believe I've waited this long and we're now at the point where we're like, this telescope's just not gonna cut it. We need to we're gonna have to get a real telescope, a real good one. Like and she sends me one and I'm like, No, that's not good enough. We need to double that. We need to double that. That needs to, you know, because because you've got ones that can do like, um, you know, they have star guided tours on, so they figure out it's all because ele- the one we have doesn't do this, but it's all electronic and it, it has a whole database of stars and nebulae and galaxies. Mm-hmm. And it, get, given it where you are and what the conditions are, it'll actually take you on a on a tour, so to speak, for based on your criteria. And it's just so exciting, like, and just to look at the moon and, and look at this planet. So I don't know, super nerdy. And like I said, not noteworthy, but um, super fun. So if, and it, the what I guess the reason I brought it up is because I think it's such a cool COVID uh, era thing to do because everyone's stuck at home, right? Can't, people aren't going out as much. And my wife posted a picture of the moon on, on Facebook and she, in the last one day, she sold four, four telescopes because four different people are like tell me your telescope what you got and she's like oh it's not that good it's just like a beginner but they're a beginner too and so they bought it it's like a 150 dollar telescope right and um so they bought they all bought it and so it's kind of cool it's kind of a cool um hobby just 
I, went, I thought you were going to say that you ended up buying like an observatory in LA or something. <laughs> yeah, right, because I'm that wealthy. I thought I was going <laughs> to absolutely snowball from that. Like, <laughs> well, It does make me want to go to the observatory because I tried to go to the Griffiths Observatory once in my life. And there was a... F- it's closed. It was uh, on the way there. We got to the bottom of the hill and it, um, it's, it was on fire. So um, we got turned away. It actually was on fire. This was about a year and a half, two years ago, I think it was. So that didn't work out. But I guess if you go up to the observatory, they, I'm assuming they have better telescopes. And I've never really been to an observatory, so I don't know what to expect. But it must be cool. Isn't that... um? This is a very old recommendation. But just like looking at the stars kind of reminded me of it. The movie Contact mm. from 1997. Love that, Jody, Love that, that was movie. was really fucking good. It was a great movie. Really great, great movie. movie. Along with, at the same sort of time in the same sort of movie, like especially and quality wise, The Abyss. One's about space and one's about one's about the sea. Right at the bottom, and they're both like similar to me, but great movie. Yeah, Contact's good. That was Jodie Foster, right? That was Jodie Foster. How do you get Abyss? And it had talking Matthew about McConaughey in it. I just th- those two movies I kind of associate together. They're they're very they were came out around the same time and they have a very similar no, no, they no but they not. they have a very similar yeah the abyss and contact they must have they're been about, cl- they're about ten years apart. Marty, when you're forty two, that's pretty close. <laughs> okay, yeah, Marty is right, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Maybe I saw them around the same time, and that's all I'm going to say. But yes, Contact's good movie, good space movie. So is um, if you like space and thriller or space and um, even a little horror, not too much. Um, Event Horizon, great movie. No! Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> Event Horizon is an awesome movie. What do you mean, no? No! Oh, no? Oh I mean, no. Oh Event God. Horizon okay, is, is a great movie. No! Dale and yes. Marty do not have the same taste, is what we're learning. <laughs> Event Horizon was a great movie. I mean, I did watch it mega high, which might have changed my perspective, but it was good. No! (laughs) Okay, fine. Okay, Marty, why are you yelling no? I will give you... Because the librarian likes one-word answers. The the premise of Event Horizon story, like, could be very good. The premise is fantastic. Has a a pretty good cast. Has Sam Neill, has Lawrence Fishburne, um... Paul, is it one of the Paul Anderson or is it Paul W. Anderson? I forget which one it is. It's not the one who makes like the really good films. It's the one who later on and did like Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Resident Evil. It's that guy married. That's Paul. Mila Johanovich or whatever. Um, but premise of the ship like comes back mysteriously and it like goes to another dimension and goes to hell, Marty. Goes to go, hell. That's, they use the term hell, but it's like... Which could be another dimension, to be honest. No, Essentially, it is, yeah, but every, everybody... It didn't go to Hello Kitty dimension. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, it went to a, a scary dimension. <laughs> there are few movies or, like, sci-fi things that will, like, scare or traumatize you in a way like Event Horizon. There that were... makes it good! What are you talking about? That's the whole point of the movie. Oh, there... There was, I mean, they hired, um, they hired a- adult film actors and actresses Stars. for like the scene of like disembowelment, like things of like 
bloody orgy and murdering and things and just like Why all of they this thing. Porn stars for that. I thought you were refuting the movie, Marty, but all I'm hearing is a recommendation. No, I'm, I'm saying that it was so grotesque and out of line that it got cut out of the film and it's never been found. Well, that's that's so good. It can't bother like, you yeah, about the movie. It can't bother you because we didn't put it in the movie. <laughs> and then they're like, just the oh, just the the visuals will will haunt and stay with you, like few few other movies or films. Which but, which is a reason to isn't that unless you really hate that that is actually a record that is a you're giving the movie a a nod there. No. I am leaning more towards yeah. male on this one. It is a great movie if that's what you're, if that's your shtick and that's the fee- if that's what you're looking for, it hits the nail right on the head. It's a, it's a truly psychologically disturbing space thriller nail biter movie, and if you, you know that's what you want, then it's number one on the list. I I, I was not biting my nails. Because that movie, on my edge of my seat, like I was like, "Is this over yet? Can I can I watch something else?" Just because you were grossed that, out, that or doesn't sound. No. It it wasn't it wasn't up to my level of of like a high quality science fiction like whatever Neil described it. Um, yeah, I'm overselling it a little. Sci-fi. High quality science fiction. Like, does Stargate fit into that? I'm trying to get Andy in this. Uh, no. okay. like high quality, probably yeah. not, but it's a fantastic show. Stargate is high quality for a TV, a long running yeah, cable yeah, network TV show. TV series, for yeah. sure. I mean, I will give it credit. I will give Event Horizon credit. Out of similar type films that were coming out about the same time, like Sphere, which is based off a book by Michael Crichton, Event Horizon does a better job at, of it than Sphere. I, I totally give it that. It's, it, yeah, it's just, oh, that movie is just, that's a nope. One and done, never again. It's a great movie. Well, you don't have to, like, there are movies that I've also watched that I'll never watch again, but I still would be like, that was a good movie. Like so, Requiem for a Dream or something. That's a one and done. Um, yeah. I, I did like Sunshine. Sunshine, to me, is kind of the equivalent of, event horizon if it's an equivalent why wouldn't you like both <laughs> different um style and uh direction of the story of how it plays out sphere and event horizon are more similar than sunshine and in event horizon fair enough of all, all these right. movies i've only seen sunshine that's my contribution <laughs> i mean i've only seen contact it's very good we can wrap this up with a, would any of you guys go on a trip to Mars that was offered to you? Would you go to Mars? How long's the trip? And the, how the trip is forever is this at this point in time. Not the coming trip- back. <laughs> yeah, coming there's back. no coming not back. Not coming back. Oh, so it's not a trip. Don't say a trip. Well, I, like I said, my brain's a little staticky still. So I was talking and I caught up to myself. Yeah, but there's a difference between would you be willing to go to Mars for the rest of your life or going to see Mars and then come back? Okay, this would, isn't would Disneyland. You, would you even, if you were offered the uh, opportunity, would you go up to the space station or something? But that's entirely different from Mars. Why are we stepping away from the Mars question? I stepped away from Mars because the space station is more probable. 
Right. And you can come back, but it's still the space travel is still involved. Yeah. So yeah. I, no, absolutely. I would turn to this Mars thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine. Andy wants to talk about Mars. Andy gets his shoes. I, I don't. Why would you bring up Mars? Like the the original question was, could you go to a place and never come back? But you go to that place, which is. In, not not incredibly rare. It's just never been done. And then you no, went to the space station, which is kind of common common fare at this point. I was trying to just ask a question about would you do space travel, not would you go to a place and never come back. That's a different question. Oh, okay. Well, we'll blame that on Neil then. Yeah, blame it on me. Would I go to space? Yes. Ugh, Why? No. Because okay, yeah. the librarian likes one-word answers. <laughs> He's really got an answer for the librarian this week. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. You know, so, I just want to say before we... I Space Station, Hannah, you just reminded me. That's yesterday and the day before yesterday. That was what I was doing on my telescope because I was waiting until the Space Station came into view and it texts you on the phone, tells you when it's coming. And it only... Oh, that's cool. So on... What day is it today? Monday. So on Saturday, it came up where I am in California, like southwest for two minutes and then the next day yesterday it came out and it was up for five minutes so it moves really fucking fast like seventeen thousand miles an hour is how fast apparently it goes but it was cool to see like it wasn't very good for telescope stuff because you can't you just can't track it it's hard to track yeah yeah. but i've never even seen it before like i'm sure maybe neither like it's never occurred to me like you look at it and you wouldn't necessarily if you saw it and you didn't know it was a space station you wouldn't necessarily think that's a space station. You'd think it was a plane, maybe. But it's super cool to sit there and just like, I was like, shit, that's the space station. It was great. I thought it was exciting. My son, again, not very excited. In fact, he even said, because he goes, oh, is it going to be out today, Dad? Because we did it the day before and it was like a tiny little dot. And I said, if you get your binoculars, it might be a bit bigger. So he got his binoculars and he looked up and he looks at it and he goes, no. It was pretty disappointing again. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, we're super nerding, and our kids are just like, this sucks. <laughs> anyway. Hold on. But would you guys go to space? I can't be the only one to answer Would I it. go to space? Um, Neil said yes. It, depend- it depends when in my life, to be honest with you. The Mar- right to the Mars now. question. To the Mars question. Like, Okay. But no, just going into space right now. If you go to that space station that you saw in the sky uh, the other night. And I can come back. You can apparently. come back. Yeah, I'd do that. I'd be afraid. Is it too... I don't think I would do it. Really? I have a lot of motion sickness. I think I'd be you nauseous the whole time. You wouldn't want nah, to do it just to right. quell any of those flat earth feelings you sometimes get? I don't have <laughs> flat earth feelings, Andy. Not even like 0.0. You're astrology, I figure. No, know. it's different. Although I would be closer to the stars. but uh. Your crystals would be so clean. Oh my god, I'd bring them all up to the moon and put them on the actual moon and then bring them back down. <laughs> They'd be like, sorry, no crystals. It'd be forever. So we have a policy uh, against that. I wouldn't go. I don't really have any interest in going to space. What about the, um, what about like the Virgin, um, the, you know, the, the orbital space flights that are probably going to see within the next decade or two. So you're not going I don't quote, think... quote, into space, but you're <sighs> just about sort of touching the edge and coming back again. Would you do that? I don't I think I could a- start saving enough money by now to get there. Those, yeah, I don't know how expensive those things are going to be. They seem like that would be cheaper than going to um, the space station. Space? Yeah. <laughs> I 
don't think they're going to let you just go to the space station either. Yeah, and just like, here's $5. (laughs) Where's my ticket? (laughs) I've been saving. Um, Uh, I would go to the space station. Like, let's go. If I could go right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As for the Mars thing, um, if I'm like 50 or 60 and I'm still not married or no kids, um, take me to Mars. That's what I was going to say. Marty. That was my answer. Go like to it, jail. Go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is jail? No, because it's the bad boy thing. Like, the, I need to kill someone. To... That's oh, what he's trying to do. If you were the bad boy, then there'd be this woman with histobristophilia that will <laughs> so, write you letters. Right, that's what I've been doing wrong my whole life. I've been living a clean life here. Not enough murder. Um, but we can't wrap up this podcast yet. Because mm. Neil left off last week's episode with a cliffhanger. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's why this week has not gone to plan. That's why this whole episode has just fallen oh, apart. Because it's of not that. the fact that we're not that. doing the book club. Oh, because it's because of, of how we left last week. <laughs> it's both. It's definitely both. Well, we have. But both. mostly this. <laughs> we have we have <laughs> listeners that need to know. Do we though? Did anybody mention it? Marty, did you check Facebook? And it, if they it? didn't, then they don't need to know, so we don't need to answer it. <laughs> I honestly don't really want to get into it right now. I don't think we need to. <laughs> no, we absolutely need to. I, I don't think we do. Although it might be the bad juju that's holding us down. We need to just get it over. Because with. Neil We have to cleanse our crystals. Neil yeah. let off with this. Or ended last week's podcast with this this uh, word problem, right? This logic problem that you have to solve. Out of what what show is this? The show was um, uh, Alice in Borderland, the Netflix show. There we go, Alice in Borderland. So, Neil, can you tell us the correct question this time and not the incorrect question okay i'll tell you the question and then we'll leave it another week for people to (laughs) respond so the correct question which i made a mistake uh in my in my in my numbers um or my maths as we say in england um what's the riddle so you are standing (laughs) can we say yeah to think about it now so you're standing in a room there is one room connected to that room with a door. There are three switches on the wall in your room. In the other room is a light bulb. By only switching... Hold on, let me make sure I get this right. One um, light bulb, not three, like you said last week. One, one light, bulb, light bulb, three switches. That was where I made the mistake. I said there were three light bulbs, but there's actually one light bulb and three switches. You can turn the switches on and off as many times as you want to, but you can only switch it once with the door open, after which it will close. How? Oh, you cannot see inside. Exactly. How can you, with 100% certainty, tell us which switch turns on the light bulb? And if you fail, we will, we'll, we'll chop your head off. Can you see the light in the spirit of the, the show? Um, can you see? No, there's no. You cannot see. There's no gap. There's no gap. No Ken, light. Were you here with this conversation last? Yeah. 
No, last time I was very confused because I was pretty drunk and I thought Neil said there were three separate rooms and there were like yeah. nine. I got five rooms. Like, I don't know what's happening. Is 47 <laughs> light bulbs and a partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. I couldn't figure it out. Five golden rings. And actually, the reason I brought that up was because it was on this Alice in Borderland show. But, but one of my old bosses at one of my old jobs. Uh, used to use this question in a in an engineering um, in our engineering interviews um, just to sort of get a sense of people's ability to think outside of the box because that's the kind of riddle it's an outside of the box riddle it's not that difficult um, but it's it does require a little bit of out of the box thinking I think last week Andrew you got it right after after mm-hmm. hours so to speak on the podcast yeah so. Oh, during Rocket League. During. Uh, oh, I missed it. I missed it. Where true minds go to think. <laughs> I just gave up immediately. <laughs> I don't want your stupid job. No, we solved it afterwards. Yeah, I wasn't there for Rocket no, League. No, we solved no, you, it here on the recording. I thought we solved it. We solved it here on the recording, I think. Yeah. Um, I do not remember that at all. I might have. Like you, you said, you did drink a lot. You were drunk. <laughs> so and I we'll go with that. Might have, yeah. You were celebrating Marty. I was. Oh, yeah, we were. Still am. No, we're not. Woo! Um, That's done. All right, so I still know what the answer is, fellow <laughs> listeners. <laughs> well, you'll get the list, uh, the answer next week when we maybe have the book club done. See, if we... No, it- let's have the book club done because I want to start forgetting the book I just read. Hey, could we... Like, if we were just a little bit of a slightly higher level podcast, we could offer... Whoever puts the correct answer up, a prize, which would obviously cause a flood of oh, answers. Yeah. What could you want a picture of my toenail? <laughs> That's a pretty good prize. I'll go with that. A, an exclusive, exclusive, full, full rights, full reproduction rights. Oh yeah. Picture of Hannah's toenail. Put it in your textbooks about fungal diseases. There you go. Oh. No, like if you're going to offer something, make it something desirable. What do we have that's desirable? You're saying Hannah your, doesn't what about have your other, desirable toes. What about your other toenail? No, it's it that desirable. My other toenails are better. My other toenails are better. Normal. I actually had talked a lot about foot fetishes in the last month or so, and I don't, I don't, I can't get into that. So my my feet are off the table again. Sorry. So we don't have a prize anymore. I don't think anyone wants my prize. See, you know what? Let's offer a prize. I'll offer... You know what? Fuck it. What's the cheapest... What's the lowest denomination Amazon gift card you can buy? Is it- I'll put it in for that. $20 Amazon gift card. $20? First person. Are you fucking crazy? Are you crazy? I know. $5. The hell is happening 10. here? What do you do with $5 on Amazon? It doesn't matter. It's... a. It's still one dollar. I think okay. is, you can. You apply it to your checkout. What if we just Venmo oh, them no. twenty bucks? Hold no, on. we have to Dude, support the big. You can do one dollar. You can do one dollar. Actually, yeah, I'm not supporting Amazon right now, so maybe we should just Venmo them. I think right, you can listeners. Venmo. You can Venmo a penny, right? Pretty much, I think. <laughs> because I think my uh, fungusy toenail is a better prize than a penny. Listeners, respond with the answer. Are the correct answer, the first correct answer to Neil's question, will receive a prize of some sort from Neil, Marty, and Andrew, and some potentially sort. Hannah, if it's not Amazon. <laughs> Marty, you're not doing this right. You got to dangle the carrot a little bit better. 
you will receive a virtual gift worth at least five bucks, possibly okay. of your choosing. It could be an Amazon card or a uh, Steam if you're into games or Bed Bath and Beyond, whatever. As long as we can buy it in a five dollars amount, we'll we'll send it to you. Facebook or Twitter, That's we'll timestamp it. We'll see which one's the first one. That's how we'll we'll determine the winner. All right. Um, Andrew, what have we learned? Because you were pretty <laughs> quiet this episode. What did we learn? We learned that sometimes if you leave a podcast on bad terms, you come into it on bad terms. Uh, what else do we learn? Hannah still has fungus feet. Just and one Hellraiser. And Event Horizon is a that, fantastic movie. <laughs> so is contact. Fantastic movie. Neil bought gifts for his kids so him and his wife could use it. Really, it was actually a quite enlightening podcast. A telescope is a very slippery slope. You might start buying more expensive telescopes within a month. Yeah, that you really can't afford. But... It's a gateway hobby. Yeah. Because you get others hooked on it too. Yeah. Well, at least you have friends. To like look at the sky with. <laughs> That's what I'm doing wrong. I need to buy a telescope so I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> All right, put in your answers. We'll see you next week, or talk to you. Or... <laughs> we'll talk at you. We love you. Week. We love you. We know. Five, we love you five dollars. We know how hard it is.